0: Hey, you all. It's fundraising time again at the Libertarian Institute. We try not to do this to you too often, but business is business after all. I got a great group of guys and a gal at the Institute and I got to pay them. So just go to libertarianinstitute.org donate to pick your price and help out. We've got some great kickbacks too books and shirts. Great ones. That's libertarianinstitute.org donate. And thank you all very much. And the full interview archive is also available at YouTube.com slash Scott Horton Show. All right, you guys, on the line, I've got Dan Cohen. He's got a new project called Uncaptured Media. And uh, welcome back to the show. How you doing, Dan?
1: Hey, good to be back. Uh, Been a while, but but happy to be back with you, Scott. I'm good.
0: Yeah, man, good. Um, And everybody, you remember... Uh, Dan, he and Max Blumenthal together did that documentary, Killing Gaza, about the war in 2014. You've got to see that, man. I know I've recommended it a lot of times, but that's one to show your right-wing brother-in-law, too. Because it's just interviews of Palestinians stating their case, and it's one that your right-wing brother-in-law ain't never got to hear before, I promise you. But anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but just to remind you guys uh, the greatness of of this guy's work in the past here. Um, Now, and also, I watched... 90 something percent of the documentary that you just put out or this investigative or whatever on scene reporting that you did out of Haiti the other day. And I know that all hell's breaking loose there. I know there are calls to send in American troops to make everything better. And we're going to talk with Daniel Larison uh, later in the show, wrote a piece about why not to go along with that. But, um, you know, I'll just if it's uh, unfair to anyone, I apologize. But I'm going to start with the premise that nobody listening knows anything about what's going on there any more than I did. Before I watched your thing, I just I know there's been a lot of news. I just have not been keeping up with it. Um, it's all good. back burner this whole time. So go ahead and fill us in entirely. Who's the president? Who's trying to overthrow him? Why is America on the bad guys' side, et cetera?
1: I think the easiest place to start is basically uh, July 2021. That is when the president of Haiti, Jovenel Moise, was assassinated in his home in the middle of the night by a Colombian gunman. Um, and that has just been essentially an unsolved mystery. Though there are clues about the um, involvement of not only the the prime minister who was who uh, uh, has basically taken power. So the president was assassinated. The prime minister assumes uh, you know power. His name is Ariel Henry, and the U.S. has uh, there there's. Um, uh, evidence basically implicating them, too. They, or, or they have not allowed evidence to come out suggesting they're trying to cover up their role. So this president gets assassinated. The U.S. appoints, basically installs, anoints this guy Ariel Henry as the unelected uh, prime minister. And he's been in power ever since. He's incredibly unpopular. And um the U.S. very much knows that and currently is in the process of basically transitioning him out and replacing him with uh, the opposition, which is just as dirty and corrupt um, and are also tools of the U.S. And that group is called the Montana Accord. Um, Both Ariel Henry, the, the de facto prime minister and the leader of the Montana Accord were involved in the 2004 U.S. Uh, orchestrated coup d'état in Haiti against uh, then President uh, Jean Bertrand Aristide. So, um, all of this is in the context of this kind of revolt um, f- among the masses that is growing, led by a former cop named Jimmy Charizier. His nickname is Barbecue. And if you Google Barbecue, um, you'll see that you know he's just the worst guy in Haiti, you know, according to the New York times and the daily beast and all the mainstream rags, um, that, you know, he's a mass murderer. He's committed all these massacres. So, uh, you know, considering they're saying that, that, that suggests that, uh, probably not, probably not the case. And that is what, um, my documentary that I made with, uh, um, Kim Ives of Haiti Liberté, who has been working in, in Haiti since before I was born since the seventies. Um, he, uh, uh, he and I made this documentary over the past roughly year and a half. Right after the assassination, I got in touch with Kim. We went down there and uh, and investigated and and took a look at you know the allegations against this guy Jimmy Barbecue Charizier. We interviewed him, toured around his neighborhood um, that had been attacked, and and that's kind of. Uh, that's our documentary. So so right now, the U.S. is in total, like, is, is pushing transition, is basically pushing regime change in Haiti. In fact, just yesterday, on Thursday, December 8th, um, a bunch of the most powerful Haitian oligarchs and kind of business associations called for a, uh, a foreign invasion of Haiti, um, and the U.S. is very much trying to do that. The problem for the U.S. is that if they send troops in whether covert or overt to take out this guy barbecue and the kind of the armed movement that, that he heads. Um, it's going to be seen as the U S coming in and propping up this dictator, what is essentially a dictator, a totally unelected, uh, prime minister who has, you know, no popular backing. So that's why the U S is like, we got to get these other guys in power who have a cleaner kind of look, you know, they're, they're, um, and so that's, so that's like the moment we're in right now.
0: So it's almost like a, yeah, we got to back South Vietnam, but we got to get rid of this guy, DM kind of thing. Exactly. So they want to keep the regime, but replace the puppet, but it ain't going to work. And no, that's
1: a, yeah, that's a really good parallel. I hadn't thought of that.
0: Yeah, no, there's a lot of Vietnam parallels in American foreign policy these days. Dan.
1: Um, and listen, I got to give you so much credit for
0: going over there. I stay home and do radio, man. And, um. I sure am a big fan of you journalists who actually go out there and do all the work that I sponge off of. Uh, and here you are, you know, up to your waist, walking through gunk in the dirtiest ghetto in Haiti, worse than any part of the United States of America, uh, to go and talk with this guy and and see what he's about. And um, I wouldn't have done it. So I give you credit for, you know, the, the courage and the dedication to go and do that work. And then, what I, I, pre- although I, I, think I appreciate when, that,
1: Scott. You slay neocons, though, so all respect to you.
0: All right, well, I appreciate it <laughs> anyway. Um, but you know, I think though that when the New York Times said this guy's a ruthless, throat slitting killer, like that's probably you probably immediately did not believe that and, and we're not so scared to go and meet the guy, I bet. And and he certainly doesn't seem that scary, although. You know, he's some kind of warlord or another, although one with uh, very little power, maybe a leader of a a very big gang. Not to say he's a criminal. It seems like he's not. But, um, you know, I don't know his background, but I just, you know, based of what he was telling you, he seemed like an honest guy in at least what he was trying to get across to you there. Um, But now, so one of the major aspects of, of the current unrest, right, is that they just completely all at once abolished the gasoline subsidy. And which increased the price of fuel, x percent. Fill me in here. Uh, overnight, which just shut down the entire economy.
1: Exactly. It's uh, you know, the U.S. has been trying to get rid of these fuel subsidies in Haiti for uh for several years, and and they've done it a few times where they remove these subsidies, but then there are these mass protests, and the government is basically forced to reinstate them because. You know, Haiti is the straight up most uh, exploited country, definitely in the Western hemisphere, if not the world. And, you know, usually people say it's the most impoverished, but it's not that it, that there's no wealth there. It's just that it's all hoarded by, you know, a couple of uh, a handful of people, a tiny, tiny percentage of the population, most of whom don't even, you know, live there. So um, so in that context, uh, just in, what was it, in September of of this year, the uh, the U.S. finally gets Ariel Henry, this this you know de facto unelected prime minister, to remove these um, fuel subsidies, and overnight the price of of fuel, you know, very similar to here in the U.S., um, uh, skyrockets, doubles, triples. Some places it's you know far more. And these people who are just in absolute poverty can't do anything. You know, they can't go – they can't get to the informal markets where they sell little things to survive. They can't send their kid to school. They can't do anything. So they go and protest. And in the middle of that, this armed group, um, it's called the the Revolutionary Forces of the G9 uh, Family and Allies, which is basically – it's a federation of, like, neighborhood self-defense groups Um led by Jimmy Barbecue Charizier, says, look, what we're going to do is go and blockade. They put a barricade on the um, main fuel terminal in the Port-au-Prince, in the capital of Haiti. And they said, look, if this fuel terminal is only for the ultra, ultra wealthy and none of us, you know, 95 percent of the population can't use it, then this is not a fuel, control, a, a fuel terminal for the country. So no one should have this. So they blockade it. And it immediately, you know, then the the um, whole kind of mainstream media in the U.S. and the government and all the oligarchs in Haiti say, oh, we got to take this guy out. He's the worst. He's, you know, he's a monster. And, and they had been, you know, planning this for a while. So um, the U.S. kind of is trying to figure out how can we get our guys in to go assassinate this guy, overcome this barricade, this blockade on the fuel terminal without – you know, looking like we're going to, you know, we're invading and and supporting this unelected dictator. And so what they so they've been trying to uh, have like the U.N. do it. Um, You know, they went to the U.N. Security Council with two resolutions. One of them was for sanctions on Cherizier, which uh, the U.S. already had Magnitsky sanctions on him, over a totally fabricated massacre called the La Saline Massacre, which we investigate in our documentary and I've also written about. So they get sanctions, uh, international sanctions on him. And then the U.S. and Mexico actually authored a U.N. resolution calling for the U.N. Security Council to deputize a member state to carry out a military intervention or invasion, mm-hmm. more accurately put. And that ran into opposition from Russia and China and kind of sputtered out. And so now the U.S. is like, OK, we got to figure out how are we going to get this military invasion? So that's why they're like, uh, we got to go with this opposition group, the Montana Accord. Um, and so as they're you know kind of shifting towards the Montana Accord, beginning this whole regime change, um, the U.S. and Canada um, sent armored vehicles to the Haitian National Police, which are a very anemic force. And uh, that allowed the Haitian National Police to overcome that barricade. So um, a, I think on November 7th, about a month ago, the uh, barricade was overcome and that fuel terminal, which is one of three in Port-au-Prince, started uh, flowing again. So that barricade was overcome and now it's you know back to the there's no fuel subsidy, so people can't afford anything, but the protests have died down. And what's, what's especially revealing is, is that even after the the barricade was was overthrown and you know a bunch of people got killed and fighting in these really dense densely packed slums, then the State Department um, Ned Price, uh, the State Department spokesperson, in a hearing says, "Yeah, it's good uh, that that barricade is over overcome, but that's not enough. You know, we still want a military uh, invasion. You know, we still want, uh, you know, what they, they you know, we want to stabilize and secure." Uh, we want to we want to reinstate security. You know, they use euphemisms. so the u s. is still intent on carrying out this uh, invasion is just trying to figure out how they're gonna do it yeah,
0: all right. so what is it the Americans want? You say uh, Haiti has these rich natural resources like what?
1: um there are um I believe uh, oil, natural gas it's either oil or natural gas deposits, big big deposits. um there is I believe, uh, iridium deposits, which is, you know, very important for, uh, I think nuclear energy. Um, so, th- uh, there's also bauxite, which is big for, you know, the whole green energy transformation that the U S is pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so those are the resources that are, that are there aside from, you know, the huge amounts of, of l- the labor forces that are just so hyper exploited. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for decades, Haiti has really been the picture of, you know neoliberalism, of you know the 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 factories that you know used to um, be in the United States, sent abroad, you know, of course, to Mexico and then eventually to China, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Haiti was a place where you know where they made baseballs and they made um, you know all kinds of products, and they still do to this day, electronics. And so that's like right, you know, just a, a couple hundred miles, from uh, from Florida, that's so much closer than China. And of course, in the era of great power competition, where there's the bifurcation of the global economy, um, the U.S. is very much, you know, wants to maintain its grip on Haiti uh, for that reason, for its mm-hmm. labor forces too.
0: Hang on just one second.
1: Hey, y'all, they've got great
0: deals on weed at thehempspot.com. The Hemp Spot specializes in Delta-8 tetrahydrocannabinol, instead of Delta 9, so they can send it straight to you anywhere in America. Recently, a friend moved and didn't have a guy in his new town. But then he heard about thehempspot.com on my show and was saved, figuratively and literally. Because if you use the promo code Scott, you get 15% off every order. And free shipping on any order over $100. Legal jams, bud, gummies, and the rest, in your state. Thehempspot.com. Spell V- thc hey y'all scott here let me tell you about roberts and roberts brokerage inc who knew artificial bank credit expansion leads to price inflation and terribly distorted markets if you've got any savings left at all you need to protect them you need to put some at least into precious metals well roberts and roberts can set you up with the best deals on silver gold platinum and palladium and they've been doing this since 1977 hey If you just need some sound advice about sound money, they're there for you, too. Call Tim Fry and the guys at 800-874-9760. That's 800-874-9760. Or check them out at rrbi.co. That's rrbi.co. You'll be glad you did. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And Be- wasn't this in the WikiLeaks about the whether it was the Bush government or the Obama government and the State Department cables about working really hard to prevent the Haitians from increasing the minimum wage from nothing to a tiny bit more than that, something like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and
0: it's important because, you know, depending on, you know, how much a currency is worth in any given place or whatever, but there's a libertarian argument of a, a good one that minimum wages outlaw labor on the low end and prevent people from, being able to work at all and make people poor and are counterproductive this kind of thing but that's not what hillary clinton thinks she just doesn't want to have to pay these people and we're talking about the barest of wages whatever you measure is probably in cents or in you know double digit dollars a week this kind of thing so um so uh yeah we're talking about well almost like textbook leftist definitions of capitalist exploitation In a big business combined with big government and the U.S. empire screwing around with other people's countries. And think about how cynical you got to be, not just to exploit resources, but to say we've got to keep these poor people even poorer and off balance so that there's to prevent any upward pressure on their absolute minimal wages, which is why we're there in the first place. That's mean as hell.
1: Yeah, it's I mean it's it's, it's unbelievable. Look, going into it check out the piece I did for Redacted. I don't know if, you know, if your followers know the the show Redacted on YouTube on Rumble. Um it's it's, you know, they they commissioned my reporting. I went down there uh, like a, a little more than a month ago. Um and we went into the slum, Cité Soleil which you know was created in the 70s by they just took farmers from the countryside and, and By the way, said, I
0: should say here, Dan, before I get lynched by all the libertarians. <laughs> My solution is abolish the state, not capitalism. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Okay. All right. Well, so you, so like the, the conditions in this slum seat to soleil are like worse than anything I could have imagined. You can't. The roads are inaccessible because it's flooded with sewage. All of the sewage that comes down the hill from the rest of Port-au-Prince goes down these canals that are all clogged up with garbage and plastic and the state the government, the NGOs don't do anything to dredge these canals. And so sewage literally just fills up. And so you have half a million people living in a lake of sewage, and then you get cholera, you get dysentery, you get malaria, all the like, you know, predictable diseases that are easy, that that just don't exist in the United States. Um, but that's like the situation that the ultra wealthy that are tied to the US keep Haiti in. Um, and yeah, of course, you know, they don't want to they don't want to give people a fair wage. You know, Whatever whatever your ideological perspective is, um, it's just undeniable that these people live in the worst conditions and that the U.S. has actively uh, prevented them from getting um, a fair wage while the U.S. tied oligarchs just make huge amounts of money. They live in the U.S., in France, in Canada, and Haiti's just a piggy bank. They don't yeah. actually care about the country at all.
0: Yeah, it's really bad. Um, And listen, I I want people to go look at if you can, everybody, uh, it's a special report threat of U.S. invasion of Haiti and the West's puppet government redacted news on YouTube and go and watch Dan Cohen in the worst ghetto. Like if you think of the Save the Children commercials about the poor Palestinians in the refugee camps in Syria or whatever, it's like that. It's like the worst ghetto in the world, as he says, the sewage everywhere and all of this and absolutely desperate people. And those with the capital and or the authority not doing a damn thing. And I think, as you've established, deliberately so. Uh, you know, it's another weakness of where where uh, libertarians can be kind of blinded to the evils of the neoliberals, you know, who who pervert our ideology and implement it in this evil imperial fashion. And people say, well, listen, you know, sweatshops are bad. But it's better than child prostitution or these kids like digging in a garbage dump to survive. So you got to start somewhere and that kind of thing. And that is fine as long as we're just talking about theory and we're talking about, yeah, mankind, all of us are coming up from nature right here. You know, Uh, we got to start somewhere. But you always have to ask, what did Uncle Sam do to keep that country so poor and those people so desperate that these are the choices they're making? America is not the good guy around here. And, you know, you look at not just the invasions, but take, like, for example, the coup d'etat in, what, 75 or whatever in Indonesia. They place Suharno with Sukarno, Sukarno, whatever. And, and he just immediately goes to war. <laughs> right. Starts destroying his own population and all of this stuff. And now you're going, hey, they're better off in a sweatshop than a garbage dump. It's like, yeah, but that's all Gerald Ford's fault. And you have to start with that, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe, the you know, I think an important thing to understand about why Haiti is n- not only important, you know, in itself, but it's kind of the U.S. sees it as a model for the world in a way, because um, in 2019, the Trump administration passed. Uh, I mean, this is really the deep state, you know, that that's, this isn't just Trump. Uh, it's something called the Global Fragility Act. And this is all in the in the in the era in the context of great power competition and the you know 20 was it 2017 national security national defense authorization act national security strategy and the the global fragility act is all about shoring up US control and you know not ceding it to Russia or China in the era of like you know great power competition And they've the the U.S. has a list and this is public of several countries that it wants to apply this Global Fragility Act, which basically just means, you know, Obama style covert operations. Um, And Haiti is the very first one. So Haiti is like kind of, you know, at risk of 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 being lost from U.S. control. And so they're like, all right, we're going to try it in Haiti. And then. Uh, we also, they also want to try it in Libya. Of course, we all know what happened with a NATO led regime change in Libya and then a handful of other African countries. And then Papua New Guinea is the other country. So, um, Haiti is the first bite of the apple, and so you know what happens in Haiti is really going to determine how U.S. empire functions in a lot of kind of the neo colonies and you know smaller countries that it controls around the world. That's another reason it's really important uh, to to you know pay attention to what's going on. And um, you know honestly, the anti imperialist movement or whatever you could whatever you want to call it, I think is really. not been following Haiti that well. And that's one of the reasons I've been following it so closely. So, so, you know, props to you, Scott, for, uh, for having, you know, having me on and, and caring about this issue.
0: Yeah. You know, listen, Justin Romano was great on it, but he's dead and gone. And, you know, Daniel Harrison, as I said, he's not libertarian, he's a conservative. He wrote a great thing about it for, um, for the Quincy Institute, but it's, you know, what, it's just complicated and you got to learn all new names and all these things. It's a whole project and totally can be very difficult. And that's my cheat sheet is this great radio show. I get to interview all you guys who are experts on all the stuff and, and pick up the most important points um, from this wide variety of experts. So, but one thing I, uh, to end up here and we almost got to go, but, it's so important to note that it was the United Nations baby blue helmets back in what the W. Bush years that introduced this cholera epidemic into Haiti that persists to this day. And what that doesn't mean people are sick. That means babies dying of diarrhea and vomiting. That's what it means. Just like what they, what Bill Clinton and, and H. W. Bush did to Iraq in with the sanctions and the bombing of their water supplies and all that. Colin Powell, the same thing that. Um, Obama, Trump, and Biden have been helping the Saudis, UAE, and al-Qaeda do to the people of Yemen. This is what the baby blue helmets did in Haiti in the name of saving them. And you're talking, what, tens of thousands of deaths. I just saw a thing about this the other day where the, I'm sorry, it wasn't Doctors Without Borders, but it was some doctor NGO lady talking about the absolute levels of grief created here. Uh, and, and here we are talking about almost, you know, 15, 20 years later, something like that is still going on there, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I went to a, a doctors without borders clinic in, uh, in seat to soleil that's only accessible by going on a motorcycle through knee deep sewage water. And, uh, yep, there's still cholera and it's a totally predictable result of all that sewage water that they're living in. That's how you get cho- that's how you get cholera. It's not like a mystery, but you know, the international community in the US doesn't want to get rid of that garbage or clean up that neighborhood or provide anything. They just want those people to be basically like slaves in the sweatshops. Mm-hmm. So and then and then when the you know when there's a cholera, they can say, Oh, there's a cholera outbreak, and it's because of that bad guy, Jimmy Barbecue Charizier. So we have to send the troops in to stop sure. him. Yeah. That's it.
0: That's yeah, incredible, man. Yeah. Um par for the course though. And look, I mean, you and I disagree on some things politically, right? Uh, I'm a libertarian and you're a leftist. And I'm not sure. Sh- I'm, sh- to- I'm
1: not sure. I'm not even sure anymore. But all go right. Ahead. Well, <laughs>
0: well, OK, that's a different conversation. But I'll just say this, that like um, just all other things being equal. And I don't mm. get to live in Capistan here. Um, it seems like some corporation or some government could come in there and spend a measly few hundred million dollars to pave those roads, put concrete in those ditches, and, you know, make this place barely livable for these people, at least. And this is—and they just have absolutely no capital whatsoever themselves to do it. These are the most desperately poor people in the world, uh, pretty close. And and yet, you know, never even mind on the other side of the border there in the Dominican Republic, but just— as you show in your in your uh, footage here, there's a ton of wealth inside Haiti, um, and a lot of it uh, expropriated right away, as you document as well. But you know, we're spending a hundred billion dollars on Ukraine. You just spend one billion dollars on saving these people from cholera, and you could probably do it. You know, come on,
1: it's crazy. Exactly, and you know what? In the, after the after the 2010 earthquake. The international community, the so-called international community, like raised something like $13 billion to, to help Haiti rebuild. And you know how much of it went to actual Haitians? Like 1%. It was a giant scam. Yeah, so it's like even when they say, oh, we're going to we're going to help them. We're going to do something good. They still screw them. It's just yeah. the most cynical, dirty stuff. And, you know, it's yeah. it's th- that's just our system.
0: By the way, I'm going to email you and we're going to talk a little bit about libertarianism.
1: All right. I'm game. I mean, I'm. Yeah, no I'm 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 happy to talk. I'm you know, I'm 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 open-minded. That's how I live, man.
0: Great. Well, listen man, I got the greatest respect for your work, Dan. appreciate you so much.
1: Thank you. No, no, absolutely. It's mutual, Scott. Thanks a lot.
0: All right, you guys, that is Dan Cohen. He's at redacted. Check him out on YouTube, Special Report: Threat of US Invasion of Haiti and the West's Puppet Government. He goes, he talks to the guy, Cherizier, they say you're the devil. Tell me your story. And he tells him his story and it's great and you got to look at it. The Scott Horton Show, an Anti-War Radio can be heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, APSradio.com, Antiwar.com, ScottHorton.org, and LibertarianInstitute.org.